This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio Cars. Like most of you, I drive a car or a truck. Well, occasionally, I need tires or just a simple plug or patch. Well, my friends down at Just Tires is the place to go when that need arises. Give them a call at 727-585-9271. They have a convenient location right at 1645 Clearwater Road. You can't miss them. So for all your tire needs, cars, trucks, trailers, new used or just a repair, give Just Tires a call. 727-585-9271. Oh, yeah, and be sure and check out their website, JustTires.net. Your Pizza Shop, located at 1200 8th Avenue Southwest in Largo, offers a great selection of personalized pizzas, pastas, and calzones, as well as delicious wings, subs, salads, and tasty desserts. Enjoy the relaxing atmosphere and scenic view overlooking Pinecrest Golf Course. Remember, for the finest pizza anywhere, takeout, delivery, or catering, call 581-1101. That's 581-1101. Or order online at yourpizzashop.com. Just how exciting this sport is. This is what, this is where experience comes in. Sammy James is dialed right in. He's going to the bank. He's challenging Longshot right now. He's sticking it to him. This is offshore powerboat racing at its best. But look at this Apache. Oh, they got up there too. The warpath showing you how big those seas are. We're going right now 90 miles an hour. These guys are amazing. They are walking away with the race. Look at this boat handle. Whoa. They are on the warpath. The Apache team is on the warpath. They're going like mad. It is a sight to see. We're sitting here. Yeah, the Apaches are taking scalps today. They're not taking any prisoners, I guarantee you. They're showing us how it's done. I haven't heard of wing those engines one time, and this is rough throttling at 90 miles an hour, folks. Hi, this is Dave Jenkins with the Pablo Cruz Band. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, 
Okay, listeners, hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. You're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And uh, boy, we got a great show for you tonight. You know what's going on this weekend? Yes, it's the Bright House Clearwater Superboat National Championships right here in our own backyard. For the fifth year, I believe this is. Man, this is just exciting. You know what? And later on the show, you know what we've got? We've got a couple of guests coming on. We've got a couple of the boat racers, some of the drivers. We've got uh, Scotty Begovich is going to be coming on. He is the throttle man for the Miss Geico Superboat, the big killer boat. We've got uh, J.R. Noble. He's driving the Steel Cat. And we've got uh, my good friend Bob Vespa. He's driving. Well, I'm not sure what he's driving because up until now, the last couple of years, he always drove uh, Warpaint. And uh, Warpaint had a little mishap last year. So uh, they got a new boat. So when he comes on a little bit later, he's going to tell us a little bit about what he's going to be surprising us with this time. So anyway, that's a lot of fun. Now, this starts Friday, okay? Friday morning at 1045 is the media and press conference, okay? And naturally, yours truly will be there, okay? In the afternoon, it's Blast Friday. So that means there's going to be a parade downtown. There's going to be a lot of the boat guys down there. The boats will be down there. The support teams will be down there. They're going to have uh, the beginning of the Seafood Festival. It's put on by our good friend, Frank Chavez. So it should be a lot of fun. So if you want to come out and check out some of the boats, be sure and do so. Also, don't forget, there might be a few cars that show up. I think uh, Todd Warner's going to show up with his fantastic Mopar race car collection. So it should be a lot of fun. And then, of course, Saturday, they're going to be out there testing. So the boats will be in and out of the pits. They'll be testing in uh, down in Clearwater Beach. They'll be going in and out of the channel. They'll be loading over at the marina right down the street here off Pinellas. Uh I guess we call it Clearwater Marina. I'm not sure. It's got a different name now. It changes from time to time. But anyway, so that's where you can see the boats being loaded in and out of the water with gigantic cranes. Keep in mind, these boats range from 24 feet to 50-plus feet, okay? They run between 80 and 90 miles an hour to speeds as high as 210. Maybe not in this choppy water, but they got they have speed capabilities of 200-plus miles an hour. Now, out in the water, when they run the race course, which they did last year, it's right out in front of Pier 60, Okay. And I think it's going to be an oval, which is similar to what they had last year. They're going to move it down a little bit, so that means everybody in the north end of the beach is going to be able to have a good shot at it. If you've got VIP passes, you'll be standing up on the Aqualea, and you'll be able to see some great, great views from up there, some great racing. Be sure and take a camera with you. If not, go down to the Pier 60. You can get out on the pier. You can watch the boat races. The boat races are Sunday, okay? There's two heats. There's going to be an early heat for the small boats, and then the, the later heat, they're about an hour apart, and they're going to have the second heat, and that's going to be the big boys, the bad boys. So as a matter of fact, all three guests tonight are going to be running in the second heat. So it should be exciting, and they're going to give us some uh, play-by-plays, okay? So it should be uh, really, really cool. Something else that's going on this weekend, Jeff Beck concert. Actually, Jeff Beck with Brian Wilson, okay? That's this Saturday evening at Ruth Eckert Hall. Now, he's coming in town. He's doing three concerts in the state of Florida, okay? On the 27th, he's going to be at the Hollywood Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in uh, Hollywood, Florida. On the 28th, he's going to be here in Clearwater in our own backyard doing the uh, his thing with Brian Wilson and uh, at Ruth Eckert Hall. And then on October 3rd, October 3rd, he will be at St. Augustine at the amphitheater. So, you know, if you can't catch him in Hollywood, if you'd miss him here at Ruth Eckert, be sure and catch him in St. Augustine. And St. Augustine is kind of a cool little town. Anyway, how are you doing tonight there, uh, Cedric? I'm doing well. How are you doing, man? Pretty good. You seem kind of amped up tonight. I'm amped up, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I have to. I, I get excited about this show. Hey, be sure to run your computers and Google Tantalk1340.com. Check out our website, GolfstreamMotorsports.com. Don't forget to befriend us or like us on Facebook. That goes out to all you guys. Okay. Hey, we still have some T-shirts left. We got some decals. If you've missed any of our past shows in the past, don't forget to go to our website, GolfStreamMotorsports.com. Check out our podcast, and all our podcasts are current, which they always are, and they're uploaded. So we got some pictures, we got uh, text up there, and of course we have the audio. You know, in fact, who we have on here? Uh, 
couple weeks ago, we had uh, Tom McEwen. His movie's coming out. Tom, the mongoose McEwen, and Don the Snake Perdome. They're going at it. You know, a little uh, nostalgia there with their new movie, True to Life. It's based on uh, real life events, obviously, and the historical uh, rivalry between the two racers back in the 70s. You know, the Hot Wheels cars. You know, the uh, McEwen drove the uh, Duster, and uh, the Snake drove the, uh, the, the, the Plymouth Barracuda. So that's cool. And uh, I think the week after that, we had Ron Caps on, and I. You know what? I got to check out and see how he's doing on the uh, in his racing. He was second in points and top fuel funny car a couple of weeks ago. I'm not sure what the standings are now. I think he's still somewhere chasing the leader and uh, which is his teammate. And we wish him the best of luck and we hope he takes home the championship this year. As a matter of fact, speaking of championships, this race, the Superboat races this weekend, this is also a national championship. And then next week in Key West is the World Championship. So the finals will take place this weekend. So it should be a lot of fun. And again, don't forget, also on Saturday, they're going to have a, kind of like a seafood festival. So they're going to have a mixture of restaurants down there, all kinds of food. Like I said, boats will be coming in and out. You'll be able to talk to some of the drivers. You'll be able to look at the boats up close. should be a lot of fun. So, And everybody knows that I'm a big race fan, whether it's cars, boats, motorcycles. And maybe someday I'll get into airplanes, but I'm not sure. But uh, hey, what do we got queued up on the tournament table there? We got something spinning around. Well, before we get to that, let me tell everybody, I just tripped off the airplane last night. I was, uh, I've got relatives out in California, and I fly out there from time to time. And I was invited to uh, Bruce Cohn Wineries over the weekend, and uh, it was a, uh, it's called the Bruce Cohn Charity Fall Music Festival. Now, Bruce Cohn, who's been a guest on our show, is a huge car guy, but he's also the manager for the Doobie Brothers. So uh, you want to talk about a lineup, they had, okay, Doobie Brothers, they had Pablo Cruz, they had Hart, they had Gin Blossoms, they had... Paul Rogers, the bad company, who, by the way, will be here, what, next month? And Artie Flesher is actually hosting uh, the event. And it's going to take place at the Evelyn Brothers Band Shell right down here in uh, Penniless, I mean, Pinellas Park, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So, uh, and, and I got to tell you, all these guys put on a great, sensational show. And this is really cool because this was up in Sonoma County, which is just north of the Bay Area. Well, still part of the Bay Area, but it's, uh, you know, you got uh, the Golden Gate Bridge. You go into Marin County from San Francisco. Then the next county up is... Sonoma, which stretches all the way up to Mendocino, and Mendocino goes almost all the way up to Eureka, and then the next state, you're in Oregon. But at any rate, uh, it was an amazing concert. Uh, I couldn't believe the people were there. I had backstage passes, so I got to meet everybody and talk to everybody, and with a little bit of luck, we might have some really interesting musicians coming on our show, which means we might have to change the format and go to our Beach Rock Radio show format, which we do from time to time, because if we start having some musicians on that are really cool car guys, or just musicians, we're going to have to be talking about, instead of cars, we're going to be talking about guitars and possibly drums and nostalgic musical instruments. So that should be pretty fun. What do you think, Cedric? Nostalgic beach rock and cars. Nostalgic. <laughs> we'll work on it. We'll work on it. We've got to come up with something. Yeah, so man. Anyway, well, since I mentioned that Pablo Cruz was there and I got a chance to talk with Dave Jenkins, who is, I'm not sure if he's the founding member, but I know he's one of the original members of the of, of Pablo Cruz. They did a sensational job. I mean, the acoustics were amazing. The It was Right behind Bruce Cohn's winery, he just hosted an amazing party there. It was incredible. And it wasn't just those guys who were there. It was all the other people that were wandering around, you know, the the who's who in the uh, music industry and the movie industry and the car industry, you know, because it just drew a tremendous eclectic group of people. And fundamentally, everybody was there just for one thing, just to listen to the music enjoy some fine wine, and uh, have a good time. And I met a number of people there. I made some good friends, new contacts. And uh, so actually, I did do some recording while I was there. So I will play back some of the the uh, music that I recorded live. I did some interviews with some people that were just kind of standing around. Everybody had a good time. That's all I can tell you. And there was roughly 2,000 people there. Now, when he started this event 20-some-odd years ago, it started out as just a mediocre little 
kind of a charity event. The Doobie Brothers came and played, and a couple other bands came and played. It was just so-so, and it started out like a little school uh, baseball field, or, or school uh, football slash baseball field. And then it just started growing and growing. It just became kind of a cultural event to the point where he said, hey, you know what? Let's build a special uh, platform here and a band facility, and let's just start hosting these events here at my winery, which is exactly what he did. But not only did he have done his winery, but they had a lot of local vendors there. They had people that made popsicles that were really, really great. They had people that were local breweries that were there that were making some fine, I mean, excellent beer. Matter of fact, one of them was called Extra Something Special. Uh, I think that's what it was called. I'm not sure what was in the beer, but it was very good. And uh, it didn't knock you out or anything like that, but it had a, a very unique flavor to it. Same thing with Bruce's wines. He's got some amazing wines. And he also owns a, uh, or he has a uh, olive vineyard too, I guess is what they call it, olive vineyard. And uh, they, they, they make olive oil. So, you know, they, so he just kind of runs the uh, course there. He's got a really amazing facility. And it's just so nice because it's nestled in the rolling hills in Sonoma County. And it was just perfect. The first day, it rained. I mean, it rained until about 1 o'clock. And you talk about turning this place into a mud hole. It was almost like Woodstock. It was amazing because here now, think about this. You got these 50, 60, 70 year old hippies, you know, and the guys that were in their 60s and 70s, you know, you mix a little alcohol, a little beer, some more beer, some more grapes, and that other stuff. And pretty much everybody was just kind of like tripping and falling and sliding all over everybody. So I got to say, everybody had a pretty good time. And of course, later in the afternoon, the weather cleared up, the sun came out, no humidity, no humidity, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Everybody had a good time. Everybody was rocking. I mean, it was just incredible. And yes, there were thousands and thousands of people coming and going. And not only did they have the main stage, but they had the side stages. So in between bands, there was these other local bands that would come up and they had a rockabilly band. And then they had a, just a, like a folk music duo coming on there playing some music. So it was pretty cool. It was pretty exciting. Laura Johnson performed there. She is the daughter of Tom Johnson of Doobie Brothers. So she was there with her little band and they did some great music. As a matter of fact, everybody liked them so much. Instead of 10 minutes, they played like 25 minutes. So uh, she was well received. Even uh, Aaron Hagar was there, which is uh, Sammy Hagar's son. He was up there on stage. He's uh, got a new band, so uh, he was at it, too. Not to mention he's a real serious car guy, and he will be appearing on our show on Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And, uh, no, it was a cool time. But, uh, hey, big shout-out to my new friend and buddy, Zach, who works for uh, BR Cone Wineries. Uh, Cool dude. In fact, I would have to tell you, in addition to the events that I always talk about, you know, SEMA, Monterey Car Week, Amelia Island, and uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, you know, the Bear Jackson thing going on. This is one of those events that I was so impressed and so enamored with it. I would say that I'd have to put this on my bucket list as well, because this was just kind of a really cool, close-up, and personal type event. So it wasn't like a typical stadium concert. This one was just kind of like neat, like in your backyard type deal, like perhaps something that might take place in Coachman Park, which there's a good possibility we might be talking to some people about maybe doing something like this next year in conjunction with the Superboat races. So we'll see what happens. But anyway, hey, we got that uh, song spinning around that turntable. Let's go ahead and uh, drop the needle in the groove and let's play a little Pablo Cruz. Find your way in the sun because that's what we have here in Florida, the Sunshine State. Of course, if the clouds break, we will have some sun. Hopefully this weekend it's supposed to clear up. We've got some nice weather coming in between 60 and 70. Everybody should have a great yeah, time. So. It's going to cool down. It's going to clear up. Stick around. We'll be right back. You are tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars.
This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. If you like golf, enjoy affordable golf at Magnolia Valley Golf Club located on Massachusetts Avenue in Newport Ritchie. Play for as little as $15 after 2 p.m. The club has two beautiful courses to choose from, an 18-hole championship par 72 plus another 9-hole executive par 33. Join their open leagues on Wednesday afternoons at 4 and Sunday mornings at 8. Call 727-847-2342 for tee times or visit their website, magnoliavalleygolfclub.com. Hi, I'm Pat Simmons from the Doobie Brothers, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. You tune into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and it's time to introduce our first guest of the evening. Now, let me tell you about this gentleman. Really nice guy. I met him a couple years ago. He had a, I think he was running like a 28-foot, maybe 30-foot boat, and he was running in uh, one of the lowest boat classes. And now he's piloting this gorgeous, this stunning 38-foot skater, and it's uh, in steel graphics. But uh, anyway, his name is... J.R. Noble, and he's the driver of the number 13 steel offshore powerboat. J.R., are you there? Yes, I am. Glad to be with you. Thank you for coming on the show. Are you all excited about this weekend? Oh, we're uh, really looking forward to this weekend. Clearwater is uh, one of our very favorite events. So, uh, yeah, we're headed out tomorrow morning, so we can't wait. I'm anxiously looking forward to it. Well, that's good. Now, you're a Florida guy, too, right? Because you're based out of the state somewhere. I think Jacksonville, is that where you're out of? No, actually, I'm in uh, Orlando, Florida. So it's like racing in my backyard. Yeah. All right. So tell us a little bit about uh, your racing background, your history, how you got into the whole sport of offshore powerboat racing. Well, (laughs) oddly enough, I was buying a car like eight years ago for my son, and I was in the closing office uh signing the paperwork and the gentleman doing it had a bunch of boat racing pictures around his office we got talking about it and just so happened he was going out testing there the next day so he asked me if i wanted to go for a ride and uh it's like shoving crack cocaine in your arm. <laughs> 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 okay that, that, that that's been a very 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 expensive uh, ride that ride right there because uh after that i was kind of hooked and started racing with that gentleman and uh, was able 
able to buy my first uh, power boat, started racing it on my own. And one thing led to another, and of course, you know, you never go down. You always get bigger and bigger. So uh, here we are now with a 38-foot skater with twin 750-horse engines and uh, just loving every minute of it. It's uh, just a, a fun sport with great people, and I really, really enjoy it. So like I said, we're looking forward to coming and rocking the seas in Clearwater Beach. All right, now tell us a little bit about the boats. All right, your first boat that you had, now when I first met you, I think it was about three, four years ago, you had a lower class boat with a pair of outboards on it. I think it was a, and I'm I'm not up on the classes, so I apologize for that. Yeah. So it brings up no. the speed on the classes because you're in the superboat class now. It was a, no, it was a uh, 32-foot Doug Wright, but it had uh, twin outboard 280-horse engines. Uh, you know, top, top speed, if everything was perfect, was 110 miles an hour, but I tell you, that was a fun, exciting class. We had a lot of very, very close and competitive races. Uh, but then eventually I, I, I came across a deal on a boat that was too good to turn down, which is the boat I have now. But we, we started out in kind of what's called the Super Cat Lake class, which was 525 horse engines. And we ran that for several years. And then the greatest thing that Superboat's done, uh, Superboat Racing has done in uh, many years is an effort to consolidate the classes. There's too many classes, it's too confusing for the fans. They don't know what's going on, who's racing who, because you have all these different classes out on the water at the same time. And uh, the good news is what they've done is they've reduced the classes. So we had to go up an engine package. Some others have come down. So now we have just Superboat class, which is a combination of three different classes. So uh, it's it made it much more competitive, much more exciting, and I think a much better show for the fans. So if I remember correctly, last year was the first year you were running the bigger motors, the 700-plus horsepower engines, the 750-horsepower engines, because the year before that you were running the smaller engines, right, in, uh, in the same correct, boat? Yeah. Okay. Now, your speeds, I think, out there, you told me last year were probably going to be somewhere around 130 miles an hour. Is that about right? Yeah, and Biloxi this year, uh, which is uh, a, a flat water, calm water protected race, long straights, we topped out at about 140. Okay. But in an average race like Clearwater, you know, 120 miles an hour, because, you know, usually there's two, three, four footers out there. So 120 miles an hour is probably our top speeds we'll see in this race coming up. Okay. Now, because of the it's a cl- it's kind of a narrow circuit, it's basically like a big giant oval. When you guys are running back and forth, you're actually throwing up more waves between, you know, the passes there. So that kind of compounds the chop for uh, your trim gut, your throttle man, so to speak. Or not, yeah, I guess the throttle, the, the throttle, dri- throttle man operates the throttle and the trim, correct? Uh, that's correct. Plus, okay. uh, he has to watch all and monitor all the gauges. So all I have to do is close my eyes and drive. So, yeah, <laughs> I have an easy job compared to his. Uh, you basically put the death grip on the steering wheel. Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you okay. Know, the, the, the big thing in, in our class now, because we have more boats in our class, and it's uh, much more competitive than it used to be. It's made the racing, uh, you know, cause this is for me and, and many of my colleagues is a hobby, you know. Okay. We're not doing it for a living. So uh, we want to go out there and uh, race somebody and have some fun and makes uh, makes it when you win, it makes it much more enjoyable. So. Well, now tell us a little bit about your boat. Your boat is the Steel Boat. So for our listeners, tell us about Steel, the graphics, the sponsorship, and, uh, and, and, and take us through that a little bit. Well, Steel is a uh, company uh, that produces handheld outdoor power equipment, chainsaws, trimmers, blowers. In fact, uh, Steel is now the largest selling brand of 
uh, power equipment, not only in the world, but now in the United States. So, uh, and they're only sold through independent servicing dealers, not like mass merchants like Home Depot or Lowe's. We're not represented there. So it's a higher quality, uh, it's a wonderful company. They've been around for over 70 years. It's family owned and they're one of the largest privately held corporations in the world. So they're very successful and, uh, it's a great company to be affiliated with. It really is. Uh, I happen to be associated with Steel in the form of uh, we're an independent distributor serving the southeastern United States for steel power equipment. So, yeah, it's been a great relationship and a great sponsor. And many people can identify with the product because uh, so many of the people who come out have outdoor power equipment and, uh, and and can relate and appreciate the brand. Well, I can assure you that I'm a loyal steel customer. I have a number <laughs> of your toys. I have cut saws. I have chainsaws. I have weed eaters. I have all kinds of good steel <laughs> stuff. So, Anyway, all right, tell us a little bit about the boat. What does the boat weigh approximately? It's 38 feet long. We, we are under a weight restriction, uh, okay. meaning that we get weighed going into the water and coming back out. And coming out of the water, our boat has to weigh, without, without the driver and the throttle man, it has to weigh 9,500 pounds. So obviously the objective is to go in as light as you can, and then after you burn your fuel and everything else, you come out weighing at least 9,500 pounds or else you're disqualified. Oh, really? Interesting. Yes. So uh, you kind of have to calculate your fuel burn, and, and uh, you know, in a rough water race, weight doesn't matter as much because uh, you're not going to higher speeds anyway. And so sometimes the added weight is a benefit. But in calmer conditions, you're looking for, you know, that extra mile an hour or two, and uh, weight means everything. So you got to really play it close pin. And sometimes, sometimes we've, uh, we've done it right, sometimes we haven't. So, you know, you live by the sword and you die by the sword. Now, do you have to qualify for these type of races? Uh, no. There's uh, not really, you know, the, given the economic times being what they are and, and being that, like I said earlier, this is more of a hobby for, for us than an actual money-making lifelong profession. You know, the economic downturn as the years past has been kind of hard on the offshore powerboat racing. And uh, as such, the numbers of racers that are actively participating has, has somewhat diminished. So. It's starting to come back now, and we're with this class consolidation program. We're seeing more and more boats coming back. So, uh, yeah, we can get back to the days of old when there was 20, 30 boat racers out there banging and uh, having a good time together, you know? That's good. Now, how many boats in your class? Well, it varies from race to race. Uh, on an average? On average, is probably five to six, half a dozen. Okay. Now, last year... Uh, like I say, we all have to run the same engine package. So unlike the unlimited class, uh, we have the same drives, the same props, same engine specifications. So it's very, very close and very competitive. I mean, several of our races this year have been determined by a boat length after 80-some miles. So it's it's close-door racing, and it's, it's a lot of fun. It's very exciting. Now, when you talk about engine packages, they're basically, so the listeners know, so you're running production engines, which are sealed motors, which means you guys can't even get into them. You can only tune them. You can't touch anything internal on the motors, correct? Well, actually, they're 510 cubic inch. Okay. And they have to have a certain compression ratio, uh, nine and a half to one, I think it is, which in layman's terms just means that we can burn regular pump fuel so we don't have to run racing fuel. And they have to be uh, normally aspirated, carbureted engines. So there's specifications on what you can and can't have. 
After that, you can make some modifications on the engine, but we are tested and you have to run certain gear ratios in the drives. We're very specific there. So the bottom line is, is that, you know, within a few horsepower, everybody comes out of the box pretty much running the same the same speed. So that's what makes it so exciting. Okay. And where are you in the point standing? Because last year, I think you won, correct, your class? Yeah, this year we've been battling a uh, number of boats, but it's come down to uh, us and uh, Billy Moff and, and Jay from WHM. And they're about 90 points ahead of us at this point. So uh, we're going to have to uh, come out and win Clearwater and uh, get the job done. So a uh, second won't cut it. Well, I wish you the best of luck. I want all my listeners to go out there and cheer for J.R. Noble and the Steel Boat, okay? J.R., I want to thank you for taking a few minutes to joining us here on Nostalgic Video and Cars, and I will see you at the press conference on Friday. How about that? All right. Well, it's been a pleasure, and uh, thank you for the opportunity. Okay. Take care. Thank you. Hey, what do we got in the turntable? We got something cooking there from the uh, mighty, mighty Doobie Brothers there, Cedric. Doobie Brothers, man. Here you go. Okay. I want everybody to go out there and root for J.R. Noble and the Steel Boat. He's got a stunning boat. Excellent running boat, well-maintained, and the graphics are incredible. And you know what? Just because it's a steel boat and he sells steel products, that's a great thing, too. So run up to your dealers and buy your steel chainsaws and your weed eaters and all the other good stuff. Anyway, hey, you're tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We'll be right back with some more guys that are going to be racing around in the Clearwater Bay this weekend. This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Let me tell you about my good friend, William Helfrich. He's a lawyer, and a darn good one at that. He specializes in medical malpractice, social security issues, and probate. His credentials are exceptional. He is a former JAG, yes, a military lawyer, sworn to uphold the law to the highest ethical standards. For over 20 years, he was an attorney for the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs. Give Bill a call at 727-831-5312. That's 727-831-5312. Let William Helfrich help you make informed legal choices. Hi, this is Tom Jones. Johnson of the Doobie Brothers, and you are rocking with nostalgic radio and cars. Okay, we're 
we're back. You're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and it's time to introduce our next racer for the weekend. This guy, he pilots probably the baddest, coolest, meanest, nastiest boat on the water, the Turbine Geico Boat. Gives me great pleasure to welcome back to the show, Scotty B. Scotty Begovich, how you doing? Good, good. How you doing? Pretty good. So uh, you ready to tear up some uh, water and throw some wake? We are, but we have a big, big change this year. We're no longer running the Turbine Boat. We're running the new Mercury twin 1650 horsepower twin turbocharged boat oh really tell me about that tell us all about that well after we burned our boat over in sarasota uh, about a year and a half ago we um decided that uh with a lack of turbine boats showing up we partnered with mercury racing and decided to uh, install their first ever production set of 1650 horsepower quad overhead cam twin turbocharged 1650 horsepower motors and uh We've been dialing those in all year, and uh, we're ready to rock and roll up against the turbines with our piston power. No kidding, really. Now, what about now? You you're still running the M, is it MCI boat? Is that what it is? MTI. Well, the MCI the MCI is retired, and uh, we're running a victory hull made over in Dubai. Oh, really? Yeah. How does the boat yeah. compare to your MCI? Uh, it's a little bigger, and it's a little lighter, and a little bigger and lighter. So, that's, uh, all in all, it's a good thing. Okay, so it's still a cat, and it's still, what, 50 feet long or more? Yeah, yep, 50 feet long. Wow, that's incredible. Now, tell me about this motor. You're saying overhead cam. That's kind of unusual. Whose motor is it? It's uh, Mercury Racing. It's a quad overhead cam. Quad? Uh, Twin turbocharged, uh, 551 cubic inches, and it makes uh, conservatively 1,650 horsepower. What's the motor based on? It's their own proprietary design. It's the first... We, we got the first two motors off of the production line. Wow. Anybody else have them or just you guys? Uh, right now on the race circuit, I believe we are the only team, Team Gas A, who uh, won't be there this weekend. Uh, they've got a set. And a couple more guys are coming out with sets from now. And uh, they're the latest and greatest from Mercury Racing. Wow. Now, how, does the, how do those motors compare in the boat in terms of performance compared to the turbines? Very, very similar. Um, the acceleration in the mid-range... Is as good, if not better. Um, it tends to flatten out up over 170 mile an hour, where the turbine just pulled straight through. But um, it, it, I think the, the boat and the, and the motors, uh, once we get it 100% dialed in, we'll, we'll run right up there with the turbines, and uh, I think we'll, we'll see us start to be ahead of the turbine. Wow. So who's in your class this year? Who are you going to be racing against? Well, we've, we've got um, the big showdown against Qatar with their brand-new turbine boat that can race out of the box. And um, they're going to be here, and uh, Broadco's going to be here. Uh, Cintron Racing's supposed to be here. I don't know about them. And who, you never know who's going to show up. But I think this, the showdown this weekend is going to be uh, the Qatar turbine boat against the Miss Geico, Miss USA piston boat. Okay. Now, you got the same well-known, famous Geico green colors and graphics? Yes. Yeah, everything else is the same except for our power package. Okay. And you're still the uh, throttle man, right? And Mark's the uh, driver? Correct. Okay. Mark Granite is the driver, and Scotty Begovich is the throttle man for the Miss Geico boat. That's cool. Now, what about your drives? You did change anything on the drives? Or are they? Uh... No, the drive train is the same. Okay. Everything is the same. We just uh, we, we reinforced the canopy for safety this year, and we, uh, we switched over to the Mercury 1650s. Okay. Now, in terms of reliability, this motor compared to the turbines, um, what's the comparison? I mean, what's the well, pluses and minuses? The jury's still out right now. But, okay. uh, these motors have performed flawlessly all year. 
Uh, so we're really happy with the package. Um, generally, piston motors don't last as long as turbine motors, but uh, we haven't had um, any issues with the Mercury package uh, thus far, so we're happy. Okay. Now, you guys are running, what, pump gas, right, in this on these motors? We're running 116 octane. Oh, 116. Oh, okay. So this thing has a little bit more compression than the, the 9.5 to 1 or something. Uh, yeah, it's the, the computer and the turbo, or the turbos plus high compression. Okay. You know, that's, that's the higher octane. All right. So that's interesting. So uh, how are you guys in the point standing this year so far? Well, we've split the season up. We've run pretty much half the season with OPA racing and the other half the season with SBI racing. So we're really not in any um, point standings battles because we've missed too many races with each event. But our, our sponsor, Geico, you know, they, they like us to go to areas of the country where they're prominent. So it's kind of um, it's kind of hurt us in the sense of we're not in any points races, but it's helped us in the sense that we we get to be competitive in two different sanctioning bodies versus ones. And what are all what really matters in off-field racing is the world championships, which we'll we'll be heading to Key West to try to lock one up with SBI, and then the week after Clearwater, we'll be heading to um, October sixth to uh, Ocean City, Maryland, to try to lock up a world championship with uh, OPA. All right. Now, I heard a rumor, I don't know if you can shed some light on it, but I heard a rumor that the uh, World Championship that's currently held in Key West the following week here may wind up in Clearwater next year. Is there any truth to that rumor? Is I haven't that... heard anything, but you know, Key West has been a staple for the World Championship. Boats come from all over the world to race there. It's, it's an outstanding venue. Um, Clearwater is a wonderful venue. Uh, I haven't heard anything just I know that they're talking about doing some construction and building some condos out on the mall that may make it difficult. But as, as long as Key West has got a place to race, I believe it'll stay there. But uh, I know uh, Clearwater is next in line. As soon as Key West falls down, you know, uh, is unable to, to, to have a race there, Clearwater is, is the next, next best place because, you know, Clearwater has been a wonderful, unbelievable spot for racing. Five years young, and it's one of the best, you know, spots on the circuit. So, Everybody's really excited about Clearwater, and hopefully, you know, if Key West does falter after 30-plus years, you know, Clearwater could step in and it'd be a wonderful spot for the world. What do you think makes Clearwater so cool for you guys? Well, the uh, the, the city is beautiful. The people are an educated fan. Um, they really appreciate the fact that we're there to race. Uh, a lot of places that we go to, you know, we're just like we race, you know, down in the southeast Florida, more like, you know, uh, we're, we're like in people's way almost, you know. But in Clearwater, they really, really appreciate the fact that we go there. They know about the race boats, that they're, they're an educated fan, and they're very appreciative. And the water is great. Uh, this time of year, the weather is phenomenal. I mean, this doesn't get any better than Clearwater. Now, how many venues in the state of Florida do you race? You got uh, Key West, you got Clearwater, Sarasota. Is there anything on the East Coast that you guys race? Yeah, we do Cocoa Beach. Okay. And uh, at a Miami venue that uh, is an on and off again venue. Okay. All right. Good. Now, you're basically, what, Super Cat Unlimited, right? Is that your class? Uh, yes. Okay. And even with the turbines, it would still be the same class, correct? Well, technically, technically, we're, we're not yet melded into one class. Okay. Um, I do foresee that happening, but uh, regardless of the class status, you know, we're out there for first overall, and we're head-to-head with the turbines, you know, whether or not we're, we're technically against them or not. So, so. You can throw class status out the window, and it's, you know, turbine versus piston, you know, Team USA versus Team Qatar. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Everybody was rooting for the Geico boat last year. And what happened? You had uh, something on the latch or hatch or something. You had just a minor malfunction last year, right, or something? 
Yeah, we, we were plagued by gremlins last year. We wouldn't we burned our boat up last year, Fourth of July weekend in Sarasota. We literally threw a boat together in two weeks and we spent the rest of the season trying to work the kinks out. Uh, in the off season this year we finally did work the kinks out and um, you know, this year we're ready to rock and roll. But last year I don't even remember, every race was something different. It was all minor little stuff, which which tends to happen when you you throw a boat together just to get it out of the course. Now, for you guys, do you, to give you kind of a competitor's edge, do you like it choppy? Do you want it smooth? I mean, what do you really want in your cat, in your specific boat, in your class? I like it rough. You like it rough, uh, okay. To me, to me, rough in, in rough water separates the men from the boys. Uh, in calm water, especially the clear water course, um, generally it's, it's long straightaways with just two quick turns. So uh, a boat that's got more speed, more power, can outrun uh, – you know, a, a, a more uh, a slower boat that's got you know more skilled pilots in the boat. So I like a course that's rough. I like a course with a lot of turns. Um, so hopefully it bumps up a little bit in clear water because you know a drag race takes takes all the competitive uh, advantage of experience skill out of it, in my opinion. Okay. Now, for example, this course in Clearwater is kind of an oval. Do you like? Do you think the course should be just a little wider, or do you do you do you think it's uh, kind of has the right dimensions, the right? Uh, it's, a, uh, it's an absolutely perfect perfect course for Clearwater. Is it? Um, no matter where every place we go, the courses are a little different. And uh, the number one object is to have a really good competitive safe race. Number two is to make the fans happy. Uh, the amount of boat traffic that comes out and watches the Clearwater race and the amount of people that come on the beach, you couldn't set up a better course, you know, for Clearwater. So overall, it's like NASCAR. You know, you go to different venues, you have different different courses, and each venue um, is set up, you know, to the best of both, the best of competition, the best for safety, the best for the fans, and, you know, Clearwater hits the nail on the head with their course. Well, that's good. That's good. Well, we look forward to seeing you out there and having a good time, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people checking out the Geico boat because you are the boat favorite out there, you know, and, uh, I mean, everybody knows Geico, so, you know, Scotty, I wish you and uh, Mark and Gary and all the guys the best of luck. I hope you win and look forward to seeing you. I'll be at the press conference Friday morning, so we'll see you there, and we'll see you out in the water a little bit. All right, we appreciate it, and don't forget the big parade in downtown Clearwater, 6 o'clock Friday night. This Geico will be cruising down Main Street. That's right. Blast Friday, all the offshore boats will be cruising through yeah, downtown yeah. Clearwater. Yep. Well, I'll maybe maybe I'll get a chance to stand on the boat with you guys and throw beads at everybody. Yeah, you're welcome to ride with us. All right, take care, Scotty. We'll see you this weekend. Good All luck. Right, take care.
Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and it's time to bring my next guest on. This gentleman has a really wicked boat. Well, he used to have a really wicked boat. It was Warpay. It was a great offshore boat that used to go out to kick some serious butt out there in Clearwater Bay. It gives me great pleasure to welcome back to the show, Mr. Bob Vesper. Hey, how you doing there, Bob? Good, Robert. How are you doing? So, you're already in Clearwater, I hear. Already setting up. Oh, yeah. We came in this morning. Um, wanted to get here a little early. I mean, we love Clearwater, so we wanted to enjoy it a little bit before the race was started. Okay. Well, tell us about your new boat. You weren't here last year. We missed you. We were rooting for you, but you, you know, we were rooting for you in spirit. So, anyway, so tell us about your new boat. Uh, the new boat is an MTI. Hopefully, it's going to be more wicked than the other one we had. Okay. Um, and, and basically, this year, all we're trying to do to it is it, it takes a while to get these boats dialed in. Okay. So, Danny and I are trying to get used to the boat, and we're trying to dial it in, and, uh, and Clearwater's always been a good race for us. So so we're hoping to do some good there uh, this Sunday. Super. Now, what's the name of the boat? Is it Warpaint 2, or is it, it still? It, it, it's the same thing. It's still Warpaint, okay. um, uh, which is really the name of the team. So, yeah, it's still Warpaint. Uh, not a bright yellow one. It's white, but uh, it, it's a good boat. It's a fast boat, and we just we need to get used to it. We need as much speed time as we can get in it. Okay. Now, what class are you going to be racing in? We're running in the Superboat class. Okay. Uh, which is, this is kind of the new version uh, of Superboat. It was originally Superboat 750. What they did was they combined a lot of classes into this. Okay. Um, a, a, a spec engine, which really makes it deck-to-deck racing. It, 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 it's more fun to watch. It's more fun to drive. And it, it, it's turning out to be a great class. I like that term, deck-to-deck. You know, in racing in cars, we call it door-handle, door-handle. So here you're saying deck-to-deck. That's kind of neat. I'll dig that. It, Exactly, and and it's been that way all year. So it it, it it you're not seeing boats a lap ahead of you or a lap behind you. It it, it is tight racing. Okay, super. And, and everything's on the setup. Your setup has to be right on the money, and hopefully we get ours to that point. Okay, now how long is this boat that you got now? Is this a thirty-eight footer? No, it's a forty-two foot. Oh, okay, and the- uh, but we figured <laughs> the, the other boat, which, which we kind of had an incident in QS with, um, we figured if we got a little bit longer, maybe we'll stay on top of the water instead of under it. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Now, what's the horsepower of the motors that you're running this year? They're they're basically called seven hundred and fifty horsepower. Motors. Okay, uh, and everybody's kind of right in that area, uh, but but it is a seven hundred and two seven hundred and fifty horsepower motor. Okay, now I had uh, J.R. Noble on. He's running the Steel 38 skater, and he's got the same package yeah. you do. So now your boat's uh, almost four feet longer. So are you guys in the same class then? Yeah, we're in the same class. And, I mean, what basically happens in, in, in flatter water, uh, it's taking us a little bit more to get around the turn where J.R. can kind of make up a little bit of time on the turns. In rougher water, we might have a little bit of an advantage because the boat, uh, the boat's a little bit more controllable at a high speed. Um, so you kind of get the best of both worlds in both boats. But it's anything from a 36 foot, I believe, to a 44 foot is allowed into that class. Okay. Now your old boat, the old war paint, wasn't that a 40 something foot Apache or or 40, roughly the same size? That, but it was a, a deep V, wasn't it? No, no. The other boat was it, it was a catamaran, and, okay. it, and it actually that class was the 750. That was the old Superboat 750 class. Okay. Um, and that boat was 39 feet. Okay. Now, do you miss that boat? Did you Were you able to salvage it and rebuild it, or what happened to that boat? Uh, it was actually sold to a gentleman in, in uh, New York State, which they're 
they're almost done rebuilding the boat. So, yeah, it was, it was very uh, salvageable. Uh, but we basically took everything out of it. Um, but, the, but the person that bought it in New York is, is putting the boat back together, and they're going to go out and race actually in a, in a different class than what we ran it in. Um, but, yeah, the, the boat held up very, very well for what it went through. That's good. Now, tell us a little bit about the name Warpaint. That's the name of the team, you just said, and then obviously the name of the boat. So how did that name originate? It, it originated from the, the yellow boat was an Apache. Uh, okay. It, well, it was, an, it was an Apache hull is what it was. So it was kind of just that whole Indian theme, Apache and Warpaint. And we also have a, a 41 Apache, which is a, which is a deep sea hull, which is kind of our pleasure boat. Uh-huh. Uh, which is also called Warpaint. So it was all based around that Apache, and the name, everybody recognizes that name now, so we just stay with it. Well, no, it's a great name, and I still have your hat, and I'll be wearing it this weekend, so I just want you to know that. There so you you'll go. <laughs> all right, now, well, now how, tell us a little bit how you got into boat racing and how long you've been doing it. Uh, about 10 years now, and basically it was from running our 41 Apache. It, it was a go-fast boat, um, and you kind of went out and you ran around, and, and you wanted to get to the next level, you know, and the next level really was organized racing. And uh, the, from the first race I did, I was hooked on it. Uh, we had bought the race, but went out, started racing it. And ever since then, we've been hooked up in it. Super. Now, you're based out of where? You're at New Jersey? Is that where you're at? Yeah. Yes, okay. we're at South New Jersey. South New Jersey. Okay, that's cool. Now, how many races do you run a year? Typically, we should be running about, uh, I'm going to say seven to eight races. Um, it kind of changes from year to year depending on uh, what towns maybe want us in. I know they had added two races to the schedule this year. Uh, but normally it runs eight races plus at the end of the year is the Key West World. Okay. Now, of all, how, do you race most of the on the eastern part of the United States or do you trek out to the western part or how do you do that? What's, your, what's, what's kind of like your schedule? I'd say probably 90% or 80% of it is along the East Coast, uh, from New York uh, up through Cocoa Beach and uh, uh, obviously Key West. But, uh, and then we come over to the West Side for Sarasota and, uh, and, and the Clearwater Race. Okay. Well, that's good. Now, what about the river? we got, I think, about a minute left. So, I mean, the open water versus, let's say, like racing up in Detroit, what, uh, what do you like better? I, I like the open water. Okay. Detroit is... Uh, there's just something strange about Lake Water. It's hard to explain. It, it, it gets kind of it, almost like a washing machine, and the water seems very hard. Okay. It, I know that it, it sounds kind of crazy for water to be hard, but it, but it, 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 it makes it a rough race. And I know a couple teams, us included, had broken up their boat uh, quite a few times, like running in Michigan City and up around there. Okay. And New York, you race in New York Harbor too, don't you? There there was a couple of races up that yeah. way. Is that the same yeah, as New like York racing in, is that like racing in Detroit too, the same thing? Yeah. New York gets because the channel isn't that wide as the race boats keep going, it's bouncing off of the bulkhead and coming back into the course. Gotcha. So it gets it, it gets like a washing machine. But it's a, but New York's a great race. And and that's kind of the area I'm from, so I kinda of have a little bit of a passion. Okay, that's super. Well, anyway, you're going to be out there. You're going to be in Warpaint. Does Warpaint have a number on the side of it? It's 38. Number 38. Okay, hey, I want all my listeners yeah. to go out there, and I want you to root for Bob Vespa and the rest of his Warpaint team is new 42-foot. Uh, what was the brand of the boat? MTI, right, or MCI? Uh, MTI, yeah. MTI, okay. And we wish M- you... M- 
definitely stop and see us. It's I will. Ocean Park in the fifth. We're we're there for the entire weekend, starting Friday. Okay, and you're going to be there at the press conference. You'll be there. Uh, you're going to be in the boat parade too, right? The one downtown Clearwater in the afternoon. Yeah. yeah. Okay, super. Yeah, and exactly. you got some T-shirts down there you're going to be selling too, right? Yes, we do. Okay. Hey, Bob, I want you to stay tuned because right after my show, there's this great comedian. He's from New Jersey. His name's Artie Fletcher. So you might want, if you want some good laughs and giggles, be sure and tune into the Artie Fletcher Show, which follows Nostalgic Radio and Cars. In the meantime, I want to thank everybody for tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Check out our website, GolfStreetMotorsports.com. Don't forget to check out our podcast, our past shows. Don't forget to like us on Facebook. And be there this weekend for the Superboat races, okay? I expect to see everybody down. Stay safe, drive carefully, love your family, and again, we'll see you at the Super Bowl races. Watch for me. I'll be on somebody's boat throwing beads. Can't miss me. All right, take care, everybody. I don't mean to be telling tales out of school, but there's a fella in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Day. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. They broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen. You dumb cracker.